0: Day. And, Lord, we love you, we bless you, and we exalt you. And, Father, I thank you for all of the people who came to pray today, even though they had other engagements. And, Lord, I ask that you bless them in Jesus' name. And, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we will be healed in every way. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And praise God. Well, the law of identification. Amen. And it means exactly what it says. We have been identified. Amen. We're identified by God. Why? To do a specific work. Amen. I've been noticing even in in my life, even I was just telling Sheree this, we were talking about it uh when we were praying on Tuesday and she was telling me about uh, you know, what was going on at her job and uh, she, I think she was telling Pastor Barb and myself how some lady came out. It was uh, one of her supervisors and didn't like the shirt she had on. And she was saying, ah, you got to pull that off, try to make her take it off. And then, um, you know, she was saying, uh, and Sheree just told her, no, I'm not taking this off. And then she said, uh, everybody around here is afraid of you. And I told Sheree, I said, that was the devil. She says, yes, I know. And that's and that was God giving me an example because I didn't tr- quite understand the law of identification. But we've been identified. And when she was telling me, I said, hey, that's like that crazy lady. I said, crazy lady. At McDonald's. And she's the manager uh, up on Mayfield where I go. And every time she hand me a bag, she just <coughs> looked at me and big eyes you know and i was telling the girls they're with me most of the time i said that's the devil and they say yeah gg you know like that but she's shown me that in so many different ways every time she just don't want to be in my space now she sticks her arm out the window at a longer distance and so i just you know at first it kind of offended me and then i said no i said you know what you better run And you better stay far away from me as you can. But see, that's the number one. It's an Abraham brand. And it's got to do with faith, but it's who you are. And also, that's the law of identification where you stick out like a sore thumb. And you don't want to be familiar with these devils anyway. They better run. It's like that lady say, everybody around here is afraid of you. And so, you know, it's like Robert Laird and said years ago, those are the ones that hurt us tonight. They hurt our kingdom. So the devil is supposed to know who you are. And I think in these latter days, it's going to be so much more obvious to us. And that's going to let us know who we are. Because at first, jeray was saying she got offended. And then she realized, yeah, They know who I am. I can't hide this. They need to know who I am. I said, yeah, that's right. And so the Lord was sharing with me about the law of identification. And he was saying it's when he delivers us of all of our flesh. I mean, not we're not perfect. Now, don't take that the wrong way. But I'm talking about that flesh that will hold you back when he's cleaning the dross out of you. And what's left is pretty much pure gold. What's left is what he wants to work with to carry this kingdom to the end. Or in other words, I look at it like this. Uh, the end time army, the true church or the bride or the end time army is going to be identified by every devil that you come in contact with. And they're going to know who you are. And they're going to obey you. They're going to step back. And they're going to fear you because they have fear and trembling. So I wrote down a few things about the law of identification. And, of course, I talked about the devil will know who you are. We're identified by Christ and through Christ. Amen. Identification is for warfare. Amen. For the end-time church. There's a lot of people that think they're in time and they won't be. Their name ain't on the list. Are y'all here? And that's because they they refuse to submit to the power of God. They They want to get out of the kitchen because it's hot. And they don't want to go through this thing called a process. So they fight the process. They hate the process. Therefore, they don't receive everything that they need to go out and take a nation for Christ amen Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah there's no condemnation when you've been identified. Because you understand who God is. You understand your rights and privileges in Christ Jesus. And you know that when you mess up, all you need to do is repent and get back where you were with God. Amen. So we don't allow condemnation to take hold of us. Because see, the devil uses every trick he can. Every trick. And he uses weak flesh. To try to come against the true people of God to stop them. Amen. He doesn't want you to come against him because he know he's a defeated foe. See, Satan knows better than us who we are. It's time we found out. So if God has to allow the devil to let us know who we are and get in our face and tell us that they're afraid of us, that's what he's going to do. Amen. And so this is the law of identification. Amen. There's no condemnation. Also, the law of identification talks about a renewed mind, a new walk, a new talk. In other words, all the fakeness is gone. Because we all used to do it when we didn't know who we are and what we are. We didn't know what we were supposed to be doing in the kingdom. We just knew we were watchmen. But we didn't know how to be watchmen. Most of us were watching each other or watching the wrong thing. Amen. But after a few years of exercising that authority, you find out who the devil is, who the enemy is, and who you learn who you are in Christ Jesus. Well, that's the law of identification. God has identified you. He's shown you who you are. You have a new identity. Amen. And you have the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And that's what most Christians that go to church every Sunday do not have. They don't operate out of the wisdom of God. They operate out of fear. Because you know, we used to do that too. We operate out of anger, animosity, unforgiveness. But when, once you reach a place in God, I, I think this is the promotion that God has uh, or the um, upgrade that God is doing for his true saints. Amen. Because we've been through the fire. We've been through the, the, the muck and the mire. And what's left, God is using that. He's building us up and strengthening us so much so that we know who we are. And we are not afraid to go and take ground for the kingdom. Amen. And hold it. Because a lot of people start out with you like those men, uh, Gideon's men. You know, a lot of them started out, but only the three three hundred men were able to um, watch with one eye or whatever, and and drink water with one hand and stay on guard with the other. And so they were men who were, um, how can I say? They were mature. They knew who they were, and they knew how to get the job done they were not in fear that's for sure and he had this is why he had to cut the other uh, 120,000 or whatever with 220,000 people I think he started with 300,000 men and he wound up with 300 and it's because there was too much fear and too much flesh And so when you are identified by God, all of that flesh and stuff is gone. Or at least enough where God can quickly speak to us, we can quickly hear, and we can quickly repent and get back where we need to be. Amen? The law of identification transforms us. So we know who we are. We know what we're doing. We know how to go and take ground and hold it. Amen? And not quit. Like there's a lot of people falling for this controversy uh, about the people at the border. And, and these people come in, and they don't even know the facts. But see, this is what the devil is trying to make the president look bad. And I'm not just not talking about a feeling, I'm talking about facts. Trying to make him look bad by what somebody else did. But see, with people, that's why they're so fickle. That's why I'm so thankful I'm delivered from people. Because it's like you can't put your faith and trust in people. Put it in God. Because one day you're great, the next day you're a dog. Don't we remember uh, what's his name, Robert, saying that thirty years ago? And so they now he's a dog. And it's number one. That bill was signed in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, carried out by Jeff Sessions, said that it was going to be. Uh, What is it? No no tolerance or something like that. And so he had nothing to do with that because nobody in there listens to him anyway. Because this is, you know, the Democrats want a free nation. I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I am because I can preach truth up here. And so, you know, they just blame, blame, blame. And that's how people are. And so thank God for God. Amen. That we don't, if you put in your faith and hope in friends and people, you you got a lot to learn. Just go for what you know. Do what God has told you to do. And so the truth must get out at some point. You know, you must stay with truth. Preach truth. No matter what it looks like. Amen. So uh, the when you are identified by God, your flesh is burned away. Or at least enough where God can speak to you and use you. On a continual basis, not some here, some there. It's like, uh, if you run into people that need the baptism or need to get saved, you're right there. And so you're never, you never shut down. You're never not home. I'll put it like that. You're always ready to obey God and available. And that's the other thing. There's a lot of people that's, that's capable of carrying the cross for Christ, but are they available? Amen. They put God down at the bottom of the of the list. Amen. So in other words, our flesh is crucified. It's a brand new you. Amen. The pure goal that God wants to use, and this is the law of identification. So we all know what that we have a, a old nature. Just going through the, the, the teaching, I just want to familiarize you with the law of identification. So our old nature is motivate, motivated by fear and obsessions. That's all. If you want to know what your old nature is about, the root is fear and obsessions. What I want, how I feel, how I look, what they said. I mean, that's fear and obsessions. And the main goal is to preserve the self-life. All of us want to preserve our self-life, every one of us. We'll do it, especially like if we're accused, and then we'll come out and we'll say, well, you know, it's, it's never, okay, sorry about that, It's but I did this because. And see, that's, that's the preserved self-life that wants to still live. But see, when you are, um, the, the law of identification have identified you as a Christ person that is used in this end time army. You check that. Self-government becomes num- number one. You keep yourself checked out. Amen. You know, the Bible says to, what is that? Uh, judge yourself or you'll be judged. I think that's, a, I'm, I'm thankful for that. You mean if I judge myself, call the shots and say, you know what, I was wrong and repent for it. You mean the devil can't get to me? No, he cannot get to you. But if you don't judge yourself, if you don't do self, if you don't self govern yourself, then God will do it for you. The devil will do it first. The devil will judge you. This is how the devil can always throw stuff, throw stones at people. But it's like I see it happen so much in our presidency. The devil keeps throwing them stones, throwing them stones, nothing ever sticks. Amen. Because when you uh, have a a good self-governing policy with yourself, God will cover you. He don't cover sin like that unless you belong to him and you have a relationship with him. And so we need to check ourselves at all the time. And that's what the law of identification and you've been identified to be a self governing person. And that's why I like this, because I said, Well, I think I fit that build, you know, and I'm thankful for it. I'm so thankful that God gives us a chance to uh, check it ourselves and so we don't have to be messed with by the devil. Amen. Okay. So now we delight in the law of God. Hallelujah. According to the inward man of the heart, so it's like the flesh stops working, or that oh uh, what's that guy? the old nature stop stops calling the shots, and you're a new nature, that little man on that feet. I know I can look at Ava's little face, and that new man he starts to take over, and he's he's uh, he operates in the fruit of the spirit. And so that old man that's carrying the ball and chain, the little caveman, he doesn't have so much to say anymore. Because your new creation, man, is alive and well. Amen. First Peter 3, 4. You don't have to turn there, but if you write that down. Amen. Jesus transformed us so we would have a brand new life. Amen. And we know who we are. And this is all God wants. God just wants us to know who we are. He wants us to know that we're dangerous to the devil. He wants us to know we are not to be messed with. He wants us to know that we are handpicked and chosen. He loves us and he's using us according to the word of God. Amen. In other words, we were predestined and preordained. So He, when he called us, he knew what he was doing. And He's using us in these end times. Don't ever underestimate yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. So understand that there has been a change in our character. We've been we become conformed to the character of Christ, and that's all God wants. He wants us to be uh, like His Son. Amen. His character is most important, and God foreknew. And predestined us to be, I said that, to be conformed into the Son's image. And see, there has to be a lot of changes that go on on the inside of us. Amen. That inner man must start to get strong and that outer man has to get weak. And this is important, not because God don't like who we are, but he wants this to happen so that we won't be hampered when we get out there and start preaching for Christ. If he send you to Africa, if he send you to California where they have a a sanctuary city, somebody needs to go over there and hold a prayer vigil. That place is going down. You know, California has more immigrant not immigrants, but homeless people than any other state. And this is shocking. It's the poorest state with all of those millionaires living over there because you see how they think and what they do. And so it's very, very sad that they invest all of their money and all of their time in things other than God. It's a, like a God, almost a Godless state. But I know that there are people. There was one governor. He says, "Pray for us." He said, "All of us are not like that." Like the people in San Francisco. He says we want God. And we want to be delivered. We don't want to be a sanctuary city. And these uh, mayors of these different cities. They're getting together. And and they are having a voice now. They want us to pray for them. Amen. And so that's what we will do. So let's go to Romans 8. Verse 27. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 27. Hmm. And it says, Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And I underlined according to the will of God. Hallelujah. And that's what we all need to know, need to do, according to the will of God. Know that you're called according to the will of God. You fit into his plans. Amen. Because you've been called according to his will. Verse 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And that word purpose stick out to me so much because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about God's purpose for us on this earth. Amen. Amen. Okay. And this has got a lot to do with Habakkuk too. You know, write the vision down so the reader that hears, or I will stand upon my ramparts in the same place. And uh, write down what God has told you, what he's spoken. You write it down and carry it out. So the vision is for a specific time. Now's the time. Amen. And that vision was always talking to the watchman. Was always for such a time as this. Amen. This this uh, uh, time of of a new paradigm where we we need to learn how to live according to the word, not according to our flesh, but and what we understand. But we can live according to what we don't understand, as long as we have uh, wisdom and revelation from God. Amen. Because He is using us in this. End time harvest. Hallelujah. And that's what God is so concerned about. The end time harvest. Okay, so let's see. Verse 29 says, did I read that one? It says, oh, I thought that was 28. Yeah, according to his purpose. 29 says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined. And this has got a lot to do with what I'm talking about to do, the law of identification. So he foreknew us. And he predestined us To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus is the firstborn among many. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So you see, all of these steps are necessary so that we can get rid of all the flesh, so that we can get rid of everything that hinders us. And what's left is the part that God can use, the character of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, let's see. That word purpose means a deliberate plan. So we in—we are in God's deliberate plan. I don't care who you are. Don't think that you don't do nothing for God, God has you in His plan. He called you according to His purpose. Why? Because He foreknew you. He predestined us to be conformed into the image of His Son, that we might He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Okay, so purpose is del- a deliberate plan and intention. So you were an intention, a design. He made you just the way he likes you. I don't care if other people don't. He made you, of course. He, you know, but he has to clean us off and cleanse the part that he doesn't, he can't use. Amen. And everybody has to go through this call of process. But when he's done, amen, when he is done. So God planned out our salvation and everything that comes behind that. As well as how we fit in his plan for the church. Because we're all called to do a great work. Amen. That word predestined means preordained. Hallelujah. Predetermined. So you see why the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Amen. When God calls you and he makes his mind up about you, there's no turning back. Amen. It also means... Um, Fated. F-A-T-E-D. For a peculiar or particular purpose. You've been predetermined. Predetermined and preordained by God. In other words, we may waste a lot of time, do a lot of foolish things, but God knows who we are. He called us on purpose. You are not a mistake. This adoption is sure and he wants to use us. Amen. He wants to use us. Hallelujah. God has freely given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And this is why he don't want us to go nowhere looking for nothing. He wants us to come to him and be satisfied in what he's doing in our lives. Usually it rubs against the grain. But sooner or later we settle down and understand and know that it is him because he doesn't pull us out of it. He just says, the same thing to us over and over again. You know, I've called you for such a time as this. Or you are a watchman for life. Or a watchman that, you know, whatever he tells you, whatever he's called you to do, it was not a mistake. Let's drop down to verse 32. It says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with, not with him so freely give us all things? amen and thirty three uh, who shall bring a charge against god's elect that's me and that's you. are y'all here That's such a glorious thing right there. Who shall bring a charge against god's elect? It is God who justifies. in other words, you are called out for a special thing. I don't care if you cleaning toilets or cooking. You called out for a special, that's a special thing. Amen. I did it all, still do it all. Nobody graduates to better. Amen. Because we are all called by God. We are his instruments and you do what he tells you to do. And it pleases him when we don't put ourselves above any one specific thing. There's not somebody that's supposed to do this job and supposed to do that job. You do them all. Amen. If you're not needed, that's wonderful. But I try to keep myself available whenever I can. Amen. So let's see. Who shall bring a charge against his elect? I said that. So God justifies us. In other words, he declared or made us righteous in the sight of God. In other words, we're marked for good and not evil. We are marked for good. So we have been made new in Christ And we live the crucified life. In in other words, we put flesh down. We don't do everything our flesh tell us to do. When those things run through our mind, the Bible says to resist the devil and he will flee. You, You call that thing down, amen? And you don't follow it. You don't follow through on it. Just like Jesus was tempted in all things. And a lot of people say, well, he was Jesus. He was walking this earth as man. And he had the same temptations that all of us had. Even when he was, um, when when the devil took him up on that high pinnacle and said, I'm going to show you all of this, this this stuff, the earth, and I'll give it to you if you bow to me or whatever he said. But see, a lot of people, and I used to think that the devil didn't own everything. He didn't, but he is the God of this world. I never thought of that. He's the God of this world. So he was the God over all that stuff. But see, whether we knew it or not, Jesus knew it. And he still turned him down. So it was a real temptation. That's my point. It was a real temptation. Amen. But he was smart enough to know that he didn't need anything from the devil. Why? He was on a mission. He had his own mission. Amen. And he, he had been called before the very uh, foundation of the earth. And he was, he was here on time working what he needed to work. Amen. Yeah. So our self-image comes through the Word of God. And our hope is in the Word of God. In other words, we've been made new, but we don't put ourselves above needing God. Our hope is in the Word. Amen. Let's go to Second Corinthians 5. I think we go back to Romans later. But Second Corinthians 5. A familiar spirit. I mean, a familiar scripture. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna have to cast them out. I don't want to run into familiar spirits. Forget my name, address, and family history in Jesus' name. Second Corinthians five. See, the devil don't never quit trying to be slick. But he's a liar. Truth ain't in him. Hallelujah. Five seventeen. Hallelujah. And it says here, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. And verse, let's see, 18 says, now all things are God, of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Amen. Now when you see words like reconciled and predestined, and, uh, these are some things that God has done for us. Amazing things, amen? Through Christ Jesus, all of this stuff was dealt with at the cross. Hallelujah. The cross made all of this possible. Verse 19 says, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors, uh, and I underline that word, for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Hallelujah. So we are ambassadors for Christ. In other words, we plead His every case. We speak through Him. We we uh, represent Him, and He trusts us explicitly with to carry His word. Amen. He think about this. God loves us, and He loves all creation, whether they're saved or not. He loves the sinner, hates the sin, but He loves all of His creation. There's nothing that He hates that He put His His Hand to. But he's trusting us. Think about that. The called out ones. He's trusting us with his beloved creation. That's, really, that's just like you trusting a babysitter with your kids and you just met them. And you don't really know them. They're not a friend of the family. They're not uncle or or aunt somebody. They're not Gigi or Nana. They are just rank strangers, but you feel so powerfully confident on the inside to trust them because you know who they are. And that's God trusting us with creation. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, wow, that's that's really deep. You can miss a lot looking at TV. Amen. So we have been made new. Hallelujah. And we're ambassadors. And we are trusted with the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. We plead his every case. And we are his righteousness. And this is the thing that I got out of everything that I believe God was showing me. We emulate Christ in his earthly ministry by doing the Father's business or doing his will. In other words, we, we do exactly what Christ did when he walked this earth. We have that same authority. We, set, we have that same power. And God trusts us with his word just like he trusts his son with, the, with the, the multitudes. When he fed the multitudes and he laid hands on the sick and he opened eyes to the blind, God has given us that same uh, mandate and he trusts us just as much as he trusts his son. why because we're ambassadors because we speak for him because we do like Christ did and we're his righteousness just like Christ. and because we read somewhere where it says Christ has he is the firstborn of the first fruit and he has many brethren and that's us. And we're, we're seated at the right hand of the Father with Christ. So that makes us his brother and, and sister, however you want to say it. And we, we have, we're of like faith from the same bloodline, and we do what he did. God didn't say for him to do one thing and say, and said, well, y'all can do this. But he's the only one that could do that. That's not what he said. He said, you'll do what he did in greater works greater works. So God, in other words, he is entrusting us to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. He's entrusting us. And I'm not just saying some of us that reached the mark. All of us. All of us. He has called all of us to do great works for him. Amen? All of us. So we emulate Christ. In his earthly ministry by doing the Father's will. And this is the law of identification. We've been identified. We know who we are. God, kn- God knew who we were before we even figured it out. Amen. He gave us our marching orders before we even knew we were called. Because we had been told but it meant nothing to us because we didn't think we were capable. We didn't think that we had authority over sin authority over darkness you know we didn't think that we could do all things through christ who strengthens us but that's what his word says and so finally we're understanding these things and god is saying i have identified you and the devil knows who you are whether you know or not the devil knows who you are amen and he's going to try to mess with your head set traps he's going to do because he never he's the god of this world He's not going to stop. Amen. So we need to get up and do what we know that we're supposed to be doing. Be, become enriched in the things of God. Meditate on the word. Uh, uh, strengthen our faith. And increase our knowledge. All these things, that's called self-government. And we are responsible for how we think, what we do, where we go, what we see. And so God has given us this opportunity for him to work with us to increase our knowledge, increase us in every way, because he's redeemed us, set us free. Amen. All of these things. Amen. I think it's just such a powerful. It's not that I'm just now finding out. It's not that you don't know. But when you put this thing together and you see we're living in the last days and you see which way God is going with this thing it's exciting because we know there's a lot of evil in the world and it's good to know that god has identified us as one of his people amen no even if we mess up we repent and we get back in the saddle and because god does not change the gifts and callings of god are without repentance or reproach and so he doesn't and he doesn't change his mind he 's not going to change he hasn 't changed in all these years, and he ain 't going to change amen we 're going to do to change him and so we need to live up to what god has that we need to live up to that bar where God has us. amen He knows that we can do it and that 's the thing that I like about the Lord and I love about Jesus Jesus is praying for us forever, making intercession. But God is not disappointed in us, amen, because he knows who he, when he called us, he called us before the very foundation of the earth. He knew we were going to mess up. He knew what we were going to do. But he also uh, know that we have sense enough to get off the horse before it jump over the fence, amen, and before you fall, hallelujah. So by this identification, we know who we are. Hallelujah. We know that we are the end-time army. It doesn't matter. It's, there's people that's been in church for 30, 40 years. They are not a part of the end-time army. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask God about it if you don't believe that. They're not a part of the end-time army. They're not under a prophet's direction. They don't even know the right prayers to pray. Amen. A lot of people, when you listen to them and they say they're on the wall, no, they not. You may be on the wall, but watchmen have been released. The prophets have been released in the atmosphere over thirty years ago. Amen. And they've been shut up, and you know, Jezebel killed a lot of them, and to shut them up, we had the the witch visit us in two thousand six. Said, "What what are the prophets preaching? What are they prophesying?" She wanted that word, bad, so she could shut it down. I wouldn't tell her. I couldn't remember. All I could remember is <laughs> Tilt Road, <laughs> Macomb Township. All I had for her was an address. <laughs> and, it, and But, you know, I, I thank God because I understand now what it means when it says, oh, I can't think of that term, but I know something rose up on the inside of me. I was ready to cut her throat. I'm telling you. And that taught me something. Amen. And when I looked up, I said, oh, my posse's still here. That was refreshing. There was no fear in our camp because we were going to do, we chased them off. They Weren't they scared? They were afraid. They. I'm telling you, and that's what taught me that the devil plays a good game. He will threaten you. And, and antagonize you and put fear in you wherever he can get your soft spot, whether it's your, your stuff, your children. He wants to try to hit your heart, but I'm telling you, God is with us. He, this is nothing new for him and he's not caught by surprise. That's what I like about God. Amen. Amen. It may catch us by surprise, but it doesn't catch him by surprise. Amen. But I'm telling you, you stand against what the devil is doing because he is a liar. Amen. Amen. And he's afraid of that word. He knows that we know how to wield the word like a sword. Most people don't. But those who have been trained know how to do that. And that's why he's always trying to thin the crowd. And he'll use anybody to do it. Because he doesn't want, see where there's unity, there's strength. And there's strength in numbers, but God, thank God, said I can, I can do it with a few, many or few. But if you got the right stuff, I'm telling you, you can take down the devil and you can take ground and hold it at all costs. Amen. And that's what identifies you as a true warrior for Christ. A difference. Amen. In other words, you got that thing. (laughs) You got that thing. Amen. And the thing about it is, we need to understand our calling on this earth. Amen. We need to know who we are. The law of identification it transforms us and this is the legal side of redemption you know this is our redemption and redemption has two sides it has a legal side and that's where we know god has already god's already done it that's the legal side of our redemption the vital side is can you live it out amen it's like you're standing for your marriage but can you get that thing, because you see it in the unseen realm, but can you get it to manifest in the natural? In other words, can you walk it out? That's the vital side. Vital because it must be done. The legal side is this legally Old Testament, when God spoke it forth, it is so. He's doing, he's, he's already done it. What Christ did at, at Calvary is already been given. And that's the legal side of our redemption. But the vital side is do you know it? Are you living by it? Do you understand it? In other words, do you know who you are and can you pull it off? Does that make sense? Amen. Can you walk it out? Do you live it? That's the vital side of our redemption. Our identification allows us to seek the kingdom. And the and the presence of God. So in other words, we don't run from God anymore. We run to him. Amen. We seek him for all things because we know we need him. And we know that when we pray, we believe, we receive, when we pray. No more praying a zillion times because we know and understand now that we, have, we received it the first day. Amen. Just like Daniel. Well, you know, I gave it to you the first day you asked, but the angels held me up. It's because there's warfare over your rhema, over your spoken word. There's warfare. And you have to understand these things. So we don't get nervous when we don't see it right away. Amen. Because we know we have to fight. It's already done, but we have to get it to manifest in the natural. And so we have to fight until we see it. Amen. Well, how long do I pray this prayer? To your, to your healing come until it manifests. You already healed. You healed anyway. I'm healed anyway, but I'm still in my word. I'm still praying because I don't want any small little thing, bless you, lingering. I want full manifestation. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are moved by the, we are moved by the fear of God, not the fear of man. And we totally trust him. Our trust is in God, not in buddies. Amen. We've been identified as his own. When you've been identified, so many things fall into place. So many things that we didn't know. Our minds are renewed by the word of God. And we are disciplined and not wavering in our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it takes, uh how can I say it? We more quickly recognize when we mess up and we go back and we repent. We say, okay, Cause, because we have more revelation, more understanding of who God is. We're more familiar with his voice and we know to cry out. We know when to repent. We know when we live out of our New creation, man, we, we, walk in, we don't walk in the futility of our minds. When we live out, out of our new creation, man, our, our thoughts are more dependable. It's not like when you live in, out of your own man and you say, well, where did that voice come from? What was that? I used to do it all the time. I do it less and less now every day and I'm so thankful. Amen. I know the voice of God. Sometimes you can say, well, was that God or was that just me? But when you've been identified by God, in other words, when he puts his fingerprint, his thumbprint on you, you know that you know that you know that was God's voice. You're more sure of who you are. Because I think through the process... We start to understand God more when He starts to identify us. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? I don't know if I did, but anyway. And we're not concerned about um, our welfare and stuff. See, things, you can tell when there's more of God coming in and He's setting that old stuff out because stuff and things become less and less important to us. Amen. And you just want more and more of the, the godly stuff because you know you need it we know what we need to feel complete to feel at peace and so these things peace love joy they start to become more important to us than the stuff y'all y'all because you know you can have that whenever you want it amen you're not in a uh, gotta have a guy you're not in that stage Because you know God has proven himself to you. And you know that when you walk into a showroom, he's going to give you what you want. Amen. What you can afford. And so you don't worry so much about things. Because you know that God is in control of your life. And God is the motivator inside of your heart. And he lets you know. You let him know when you need something. Most of the time, God will let you know when you need something. He just will. He'll let you know, and he'll make sure you get it. Amen. So we live out of our new creation, man, and we start letting that false stuff go. Because we have a new identity. Amen. Our identification tells us who we really are. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see, where am I at? Let's go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Ephesians uh, 4. Verse 22. Oh, hmm. I don't know if that's the scripture. Okay, yeah. It says that you put off concerning... Your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust. And be, re- and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now when this, this law of identification, when it fingers you, you've passed that test. We start to live out of our new man. Verse 24 says, And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So see, we start living out of that. Hallelujah. And let's see. Let's drop down to verse 30. It says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Praise God. See, be honest with you, I think God is just showing us who we really are. That's the time and the season that we're living in. Amos 9.13 says he's going to be doing things so quick your head's going to spin. Because you've already, how can I put it? You, I I can't use the word earn because we none of us have earned anything. But you, you, he's already made up his mind. He's going to do what he's going to do for you. He's going to give. He's already done it. And so what he's doing now is trying to teach us for once and for all, if we will listen to him, who we are in Christ. So you can do exploits. You can't go out thinking you can't do it. You can't go out with a, a cripple leg or a cripple arm or. You know, tape over your mouth. But when you know who you are and you know God has identified you, he's put his thumbprint on you, you go for, you're go you free. You're not deceived. You're not afraid. More, more than anything, that fear is gone. And so you know when you pray for someone to receive salvation or, or receive tongues, you know they're going to receive. It's already done. Amen. And those moments of doubt have withered because you know who you are. Hallelujah. And you know another thing. You know you're working for God so you don't have to please man. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we know who we are. We know what we're doing. Praise God. So let's see. We put off the former conduct. That's the old man. Because the old man grows more corrupt. The more you let him live, he get, he come up with new ideas. Amen. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, when we're renewed in the spirit of our mind, we think different. Amen. Hallelujah. So, let's see. This is a part of the vital side of our redemption. Is to carry it out. Walk it out. Get it. Live it. Do it. It's the vital side of our redemption. Let's see, verse thirty. Did I read that? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Verse thirty-two, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ in God in Christ forgave you. Amen. So now let's go to Ephesians five. Oh, we are in five. We were in four. Let's flip over to 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. See, we're imitators of him. And walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given him for us, given himself for us, and an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's go down to verse 8 it says for you were once darkness but now you are light of, you're the light your light in the lord so walk as children of light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness righteousness and truth finding out what is acceptable to the lord see this is what we're doing that says it we're finding out What's acceptable to the Lord. We're even finding out that we're okay with him. That he is not angry at us. That we're good with him. He's not mad. And that he still wants to use us because he never changes his mind. Amen. So we start to walk as children of light. Amen. No longer are we in darkness. Hallelujah. So there's three things. I just want to back up a little bit to verse number one and two. Walk in love. Number two, walk in light. Number three, walk in wisdom. And that's in verse 17. Let's do 15. It says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Stop wasting time. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand that What the will of God of the Lord is. Amen. Understand. See, I believe when we get to this point where God identifies us and put his thumbprint on us, we understand what's important. We shift it. We move from one place to another place. Really, it's an upgrade. Where God trusts us more. He speaks more to us. He shows us more. We're not afraid of him anymore. We're not afraid that we messed up so bad because we know that He loves us and He's a forgiving God. So we start to walk circumspectedly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. We stop wasting time, amen, because we figure out what's important. God always, see, He's with us, never left us. Hallelujah. We carry all of his attributes. See, the more light comes in, the more of him we start to see. And that's why when we look in a mirror, we don't we don't see something that we dislike. But when we look in the mirror, we see his reflection and not our own. Because we've given up this control over us. And we've given it to God. And that's how you start to see Christ in you, who is the hope of glory amen hallelujah and full of the we become full of the fruit of the spirit righteousness meekness gentleness temperance love peace joy peace patience i think i said peace twice patience goodness and holiness i know there's nine i don't know if that i said them all but in other words we're dead to sin and all of these great attributes of christ start to develop inside of us that shocks us too Amen. We start to say, did I just say that? Or, hmm, I love her. What's wrong with me? You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Romans 6. Let's go back to Romans. We start to take on his characteristics and leave off that other stuff. Because God has been working on us. Oh, 6. 6 verse 1. And this talk, this talks about being dead to sin and alive to God. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And this ought to get every grace, hyper grace person that think you can sin and do everything you want because grace will take care of it. It says right there, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we die? How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? See, if you're dead to sin, you're dead to sin. Period. You know what that means? you're not obligated to fulfill the lust of the flesh because you've been delivered. Now, we do, we all do, from time to time. But when we do? We repent because we feel bad about it. See, before we just did these little things here and there. Sin could be anything. Sin ain't just, you know, sexual and whatever. Sin is you didn't obey God today. You didn't go minister today or you didn't be nice to your neighbor because you might know, you might need them or whatever, even if they get on your nerves. See, that's sin. But when we do that, We quickly, we repent or or the Holy Spirit will bring it back to our minds. And then we say, you know what? I don't feel good about this. I'm going to repent. And so you make it good with God because you start to understand who you are in him. And you got bigger fish to fry. This little stuff becomes unimportant when you see what great um, separation it can do to you and God. You see what I'm saying? Just being mean to the neighbor. In other words, we'll—I'll say it like this: We start to not want to even get involved because we say it ain't worth it. I got bigger fish to fry. Amen. And so we start to say, "I'm not participating in that." Instead, I'm gonna take them some flowers or some weeds out your yard. It don't matter, but you make them look cute and you you take them. My new neighbors, you know, I don't dig them too much because I miss. My old neighbors. <laughs> but you know what? I take them bread. I bought the little girl some little suit. You know and I'm like. But I put it on the door knob with a note. Gave them something for Easter. And they were just the little girl made me a card. And it was a nice little card. She's only two, but she made that card. Her mother helped her out. But you know, sometimes you got just got to do what God tells you to do. Because they are Christians, and I'm thankful for that, but they ain't the right kind of Christians. They give a lot of parties. But I'm seeing how that's been cut back. I mean, it's not as often as it was. Amen. And so you just have to do what God tells you to do. Amen. I miss my fam, but God sent another one over there, and they need some direction. So if I'm the one, I'm just the one. Amen. And so she was out there just spinning and grinning to me and talking because she didn't talk to me for the first year. And I'm like, I don't care. I mean, you know, because I like being by myself, you know, to myself. I ain't looking for no new friends, in other words. I'm not looking for none. So, hey, you sit there and don't talk to me, I don't care. But God made me care. He made me. And I'm like, and now there, I, I like them. You know, more and more every day. I know everybody ain't gonna speak this honestly. I know that, but I'm saying what I feel. Most people feel the same way; they're not gonna say it. But the truth is the truth. When God knows the truth, you might as well tell the truth, or or don't say nothing. But anyway, um, you know, she was just out there talking. Some people just need love, you know. And sometimes you just got to be the first one to step out. And show it. Show who you are. Amen. But anyway, we, uh, we know grace is not an ex- excuse to do wrong. Amen. So it says certainly not don't continue in the sin. Amen. But a lot of these hyper-grace people, and you know they're teaching against repentance. And that's your ace in the hole. I don't know about you. It's mine. Amen. And you don't need to repent, because grace got that. And they'll be talking like Carlton Pearson pretty soon. See, that's how he started. He started, see, it's always the small foxes. He started there. And it grew and it grew and now it's inclusion. Everybody's included, because I just don't believe a, a loving, caring God would send people to hell. Okay? Well, he doesn't. People send themselves. See he didn't get that last memo. He doesn't. They send themselves. Hallelujah. Let's see. Am I done with this? Yeah, no, verse six. We got to go down to verse six. It says, knowing this that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. In other words, this is what God is saying. You don't have to. You can, And you, if you do, you can get out of it. Amen. That, see, this is what I like. That sin doesn't stick to you like glue. Because it ain't yours. It's the devil's. Amen. It don't stick to you like glue. Hallelujah. Let's see. So, verse 7 says, For he who has died has died. Been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ. We believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead. Dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. So guess what? Then death has no dominion over us. If it has no dominion over him. It has no dominion over us. For the death that he died. He died to. Wait a minute. He died. To sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. And in other words, you got to live it out. That's the vital side of our redemption. We're redeemed, but the vital side of that redemption is we have to live it out. That does it make more sense now? It's because it says he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. And we have to live to God, too. In other words, we have something to show God. And that depends on us. Verse 11 says, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Down to 14 it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Now we can use some grace. Now what does that mean? You can see how it says, we, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but you're under grace. Now what does grace do? Grace helps you. It enables you not to sin. In other words, it keeps sin away from you. If you should bump into it, you got repentance. So grace doesn't take the place of repentance. Grace is an enabler. It helps you to stay away from sin. Amen. You got grace to help you. You're under grace and that sin doesn't stick to you. Hallelujah. That's a good deal. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, let's see. Verse 15. It says, bless you. It says, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Certainly not. Did we read this before? It's it's somewhere else. Oh. Uh, 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are the one's slave whom you obey? See? So in other words, if you obey something, you're a slave to it. If you, if you, Obey money and you like money so much. You're a slave to it. Amen. It says, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Let me read that again. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey? Whether of sin leading to death Or of obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that through you were slaves of sin. Yet you obeyed from the heart that formed that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Hallelujah. So we were delivered and set free. Praise God. Let's go to Romans 8. Flip over. Punch a key. 8 verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. You see how quick that happened? After we got delivered and reckoned yourself dead to sin, It's just that easy. You walk straight out of that. Ain't that something? Hallelujah. And then it says, there there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's the law of our identification. See, when God fingered you, when he put his thumbprint on you, when he put his approval on you, he didn't see anything and you don't have that. You don't have to live under condemnation because of your past. It says we are free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah! God made us free from the law and sin of death. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse fourteen. Well, I want to do. Thirteen. It says, "For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, or either the members, somebody, some Bible said members, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, I love this scripture because it's very profound and very prophetic. For as many as are led." By the Spirit of God. These are the sons and daughters of God. In other words, that's why he puts his thumbprint on you. Because you have been identified. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Once you get rid of flesh and you let God deal with that. In other words, go through the process and don't run from the process. But stay in that hot oven. Uncomfortable as it is. Mad as you are, God'll use anything to get you in that oven. But once he burned that dross, <laughs> that flesh off of you and me, hallelujah, we've been identified as the sons of God. Hallelujah. And the and those people, that's what I that's what I want to read. Amen. Fifteen. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So that a spirit of adoption is really what um, identifies you. See, we're steady being identified by, by being redeemed, by being predestined, by all of these other things I mentioned that I can't remember. God delivered us, set us free. Amen. All of these things. But that right there says a whole lot. Amen. We are no longer... We no longer receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And what that means is you have been identified. We know who we are. We're sons and daughters, and we have been exposed to the world. In verse 14, for as many are as led by the spirit of God, we're the sons. So we've been identified. Hallelujah even to ourselves. And verse 16 says, the spirit himself bears witness with the spirit that we are children of God. He bears his spirit bears witness to ours about who you are. We should never doubt again. Who we are, never ever doubt who we are, because we know who we are. And the, Amen, Hallelujah, and the devil is afraid of you. Amen. Praise God. I'm just loving it. Verse 17, it says, "And if children, then heirs. If you're a child, every ch- every child is an heir to something." Amen. Even if you don't have children, you have nieces and nephews. They're children. And they're heirs if you choose to leave something to them. If you're a child of God, you're an heir. And we are. We are children of God. We've been identified. And we are heirs. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. We share in this Um, inheritance. We share in it. If indeed we suffer with him, then we also glorify together or we reign with him. You suffer with him, you reign with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, 18, it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. See, still exposing stuff in us. Still showing us who we are. Amen. Still letting us know that we passed the test. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Whoo! Praise God. Still letting us know that He's not giving up on us. Man. Still telling us that he's proud of us and that we are his ambassadors. When you're an ambassador, that's that Nikki Haley. Is she the ambassador of the United? I think she's the ambassador. She's the one that was saying, I'm gonna put a plug on y'all. We will drop them bombs on you. And I'm not playing. I said, that girl got, she got some power. And she know who she is and she's not afraid. She told Russia, she told North Korea, we will destroy you. I said, go ahead on in, cause she's an ambassador. That's a high position. We are ambassadors to Christ. In other words, we speak to him, we speak for him and what we say goes because we know what's on his heart. We know what the will of God is. Amen. His will is his word. Amen. And we know what he's expecting. Hallelujah. It says in 20, it says, For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. In other words, God placed hope out in the world. Amen. The hope of salvation. The hope to be healed. To be blessed. Honey, those people that don't know God, honey, they want God. They want him. Because they want hope. They want hope. Um, I had prayed with my sister-in-law the other day. And she's been diagnosed with the worst thing, of course. But I told her I don't see her living like that. I don't see her there. And she was supposed to have uh surgery yesterday, and I called her on Thursday. And I was thinking to myself, God, you know, I know she hasn't lived for you. She's done a lot of stuff, but ain't, haven't we all? And if we haven't, because I haven't done a lot of stuff she's done, but I'm sure something adds up in another category. Because sin is sin to God. The little ones, the big ones. Okay, thank you. But this is the thing that I'm saying. When I called her, and I'm not going to lie. Oh, I thought she was giving me a sign. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hey, my little friend up here giving me some signals. That's okay. Keeping me on my toes. How much time do I have? Oh, okay, so you 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 were about to go up like that. Well, see, that's because you already knew, right? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I ain't going to lie. I didn't want to pray with her. It was because, you know, I was afraid she wouldn't receive it. Because she never done, she talked down God and just saying some stuff you don't want that would make you say, forget her. But God told me, he said, you call her and you pray with her. I called her. She was so humble. And so she said, I'm scared. And I said, don't be scared. God is with you. And it just broke me. You know, we need to do this stuff for us. Sometimes more than the people. And see, that's what this means about creation because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption no not that one verse 20 for the creation was subjected to frutility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope and god put that hope out there for her to cling to all she was waiting on god was waiting on me is to call her and she said i'm so afraid And I said, God is with you. Don't be afraid. I said, you're in the household of faith. I said, you're in the household of salvation. I don't know if she understood it, but she acted like she did. And she said, thank you so much. She said, and I prayed for her. And she said, can I call you back when I feel afraid again? I said, yes, you call me any time. I said, but that fear is going to let you go. And I was thinking, God, if I could just have more time. And then I said, so your surgery is tomorrow? She says, oh, no, I go to the doctor tomorrow, so they tell me what they're going to do. I said, oh, a so certain person got it wrong. You know, Larry told me it was Friday, which is probably he wasn't hearing good. But anyway... I said, "Now, see, God answered that before I even asked. Him. He, I got more. He got more. T- I got more time. So He's gonna see what I'm gonna do." And I told her, "You can pray." And I told her, "If you don't call me in three or four days, I'm gonna call you." She said, "Thank you so much." And she said, "I feel so much better. I never expected that response from her, never." But you see, God has been working on her from the days I used to pray for her. Those prayers didn't lay, lie dormant. He's been working on her all this time. It was a totally different person. And and I've been noticing through the years when I see her, I only see her at funerals. But I've been noticing her change you know, of attitude. But God is working on these people in out here in the the wilderness who want, they want to hear from God. Amen. So I was so glad. And I said, God, I didn't take credit. I said, God, thank you because he made me call her. And I'm not ashamed to say it. He made me call her. And I was so thankful. And part of it is because I told my husband I would call her. And I couldn't go back on my word. But I'm so thankful because she wanted hope. And see God leaves that hope out there In the wilderness for these people Hallelujah 21 because the creation itself also will be delivered From the bondage of corruption Into the glorious liberty of the children of God (laughs) Into our liberty In other words we can do what we want to do Say what we want to say It's all up to us But the door is open Amen. 22 for we know that the whole creation groans and this is the the scripture I want to leave you with. For the whole we know that the whole creation groans and labors with the birth pains together until now. So why does it say until now? Cuz now's the time the harvest is ripe. Right. Amen. That's why she was so receptive. Because the harvest is ripe. And right when you give up on people, you think they don't want to hear this. I've been trying for years. It wasn't a time. It was a time. But see, we wasn't hearing from God. I wasn't hearing from God properly. Because I used to always tell her, don't you want to be saved? And she said, leave me alone. You know. One time. But her time is now. Amen. The harvest is ripe. And that's why we have so few laborers. Cause the labors are tied. Yeah. Amen. So that was my last scripture, but I want to read the, um, finish this. First, uh, but we also, 23, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption of the redeemed of our body. See, part of the body. We want all of these people to come in. Even the part of the body that's part of the body, but they somewhere else doing something else dumb. We groan for them to be linked up and joined up with us. Amen. For we, for we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope, for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Hallelujah. We await for the, the revealing. The, the earth is awaiting for the revealing. Of the Lord, it's a ripe harvest. So we have our identification through Christ. We are the first fruits of the Spirit. We know who we are, and we know what to do. And we're not no longer shy. We're no longer afraid. We are identified to be the end time church. Those who are called according to His purpose. We're the called out ones, the peculiar people. Amen. Those who have been identified and purified. That's the important thing. Identified and purified to move mountains with our faith. Those who have been identified to emulate Christ and go out to the battle to take ground and hold it at all cost. When you hold something at all cost, you don't quit. Even though you feel like quitting, you don't quit. Amen. Amen. You go to the med, to the medical supply, whatever, and you get help. You get infused with some more strength. You go to God. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, we